Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Jets Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. And yay, I'm back to traveling around the world. (laughs) Uh, The five months I was off due to the coronavirus was the longest time I have not been traveling in my professional life. It's the longest time I haven't been at the airport, and it felt so good to be back at the airport, which might seem crazy to a lot of people who hate the airport, but the airport is like a second home to me, and it's so nice to be back and seeing my flight attendant friends, people I haven't seen in a while. It's so nice to be, strangely enough, it's so nice to be back working on the plane. You know, it's like my second home, and it's fabulous to be back on the streets of Europe. Uh, In this episode, we have stories. I've got some good stories for you this month. (laughs) We've got stories about drag queens, endearments, pilots, vibrators, mayonnaise, underwear, mysteries, husbands, personal lubricants, overhead bins, surprises, and noses. Let's get on with the show. So I get my key to my hotel room and I go up the elevator and I use the key card and I open the door and I go, oh, because I see an open suitcase. So obviously the room is occupied and they've made a mistake at the front desk. And as I, I first see the open suitcase and then next to it is um, a naked man. Well, he was naked, but was in his underwear. He had on green striped boxer briefs. And I went, oh, 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 because he was a very fit man, <laughs> flat stomach, uh, looked good in his underwear and um, red in the face. And I actually never, this is going to sound weird. I never looked up at his face. I was so focused on uh, uh, the other stuff. <laughs> And I was saying, oh, oh, oh. And then I shut the door. (laughs) And I was like, whoo. (laughs) For any number of reasons. A little flustered. Get Go in the elevator. And you guys know I love an audience. And so I'm in the elevator with a few other people. And I'm like, there was a naked man in my room. And they were like, what? And I'm like, there was a, a man in his underwear in my room. And they were like, really? I'm like, yeah. And I said, I didn't reserve a room with a complimentary naked man. And they all laughed. <laughs> so then I get um, down to the front desk and it's a different woman that had given me the key. And uh, I said um, to the girl, the front desk, I said, there's a man in his underwear in this room. And she got 
red in the face. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's a man in his underwear in this room. And she was like, oh, <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of oh's in this story. So <laughs> she goes, well, here, let me look at your room number. And then she said, oh, yeah, uh, you don't look like a William. And I'm like, no. And she said, well, let me let me see your ID. I gave her my ID. And she said, oh, <laughs> he said, you have room 927. And what my colleague must have done was she wrote down 827. And I said, well, my my key opened the door. And she said, yeah, because she keyed the car for 827. And I was like, oh. And I said, well, William looks very good in his underwear. <laughs> and then she's blushing. I'm like, they were striped, like green striped boxer briefs. And she's laughing. <laughs> And she's like, do you want complimentary breakfast on the hotel because of the problem? I'm like, oh, no, I like a story. (laughs) And I said, would you believe I never even looked at his face? I was so uh, shocked and um, uh, focused. And uh, so now, you know, I'm going to be at the hotel for like 24 hours. Everyone I see, I'm going to be like looking at at their um, underwear area (laughs) and going, uh, William? (laughs) Striped underwear? William? So I feel pretty good about the airlines because um, the airports are looking pretty healthy. You know, it's the people are back and the stores and restaurants are open and my flights are half full, but we're only uh, allowing that many passengers due to social distancing. So we're basically full. So I'm hoping, you know, people will get more confidence coming back. And I've been flying on a new airplane for me, uh, the Airbus 350. And ooh, it is nice. It's pretty. It has a lot of nice features. And one of the features I really like is there is a island in the back galley. I've never been on an airplane with an island. And it's so nice for standing around the island and telling stories. (laughs) And because we're only half full, and because we have limited service, because we're having limited touch points because of the virus, um, we have plenty of time to stand around the island and tell stories. So this girl I really liked um, was telling a story about her friend who was commuting. And uh, she had had a long day back when we were really full and had a lot of service. And um, you know, she had gotten up really early, like lots of times we get up at like midnight our time. And so she got on her commuter flight, got settled and promptly fell asleep and fell asleep hard. You know, lots of times on an airplane, you're only like sort of half sleeping, but she was sleeping, like drooling sleeping. So she woke up hours later and she's looking at her arm and she's like, what is that on my arm? So she takes her finger and, you know, licks it and tries to wipe off what's on her arm, and the male voice from the passenger sitting next to her said, it's not going to come off. And she's like, what do you mean? He goes, it's a tattoo. And she said, I don't have any tattoos. And he said, it's my arm. You've been snuggling up to my arm for hours. And she was like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I was tired from work and I can't believe I licked my finger and tried to wipe off your tattoo. Two. And he said, oh, that's nothing. He said, at one point, you had your leg over mine. He said, I wouldn't worry about the licking because, you know, <laughs> we've been sleeping together for hours. <laughs> 
I'm a commuting flight from a small Florida town, very small Florida airport, and I'm on my way to work. And I approach the TSA checkpoint. Right. And there's very reduced number of right. employees. So there's only one line. And I get behind a couple of passengers. And I'm thinking, well, that's fine. I'm in time and I right. don't have to cut in front of anybody, And even though I'm in uniform. So I hear an announcement for another airline saying, we're going to be closing the door shortly. And they page three people. And if you're not here, we're going to close the door and we will not reopen. And then I hear this woman coming up to the security checkpoint. And she says, excuse me, excuse me, can I get in front of you? My, my flight's leaving. Can I get in front of you? And she just goes right to the front. And the lady at TSA checking IDs, she puts her hand up, palm out, stops the woman. And she says, I need to take the crew first. Oh, yeah. So I saunter on up there. You know, I'm not going to say no. Then I'm at the x-ray band and I hear her again I need to get in front of you my flight's leaving when she throws her bags on the band and then we're leaving the x-ray area and I'm thinking let me get out of her way because she's going to be running for the flight and what do I hear slap click slap click slap click she's got one shoe on and one shoe off so you get the barefoot and the sandal slap click slap click and she's yelling what gate? Where's my flight? Where, where get, my plane's leaving. Where do I go? <laughs> these people all turn and look at her. They're, they're in line for another airline, another flight right. altogether. And they said, uh, I, I don't know, but lady, you're losing stuff. It's coming out of your backpack. So she's gathering up all of her belongings and sticking it back in the backpack. And off she goes again, slap click. And like, no, no, lady. You forgot something, and there, in the middle of the concourse, is a bra the size of Alaska. It is massive. She says, I don't care. They can keep it. And off she goes. Slap, click, slap, click, slap, click. The music for this show I recorded on the streets of Dublin, which is exciting because I haven't had any street performer music in so long. And um, like I said, it's just I felt like walking around the streets of Dublin. It was like I'm out in the world again. Yay! Again, my uh, one of my favorite flight attendants who made me Herman was telling me this story. And he's this big guy. He's... Um, but he's, he's got such a jovial laugh. He's just so much fun to be around. He's always laughing. So uh, we were talking and he said, oh, yeah, I flew with this girl and uh, she had bought a used horse, a horse from a previous owner. And she said the horse only speaks or responds to Hungarian, which is what the previous owner spoke. And she said his name is husband. She didn't know if it meant something else in Hungarian, but she, you know, he responded it's to husband. So she called the horse husband. So then he sees her years later in the flight attendant lounge and there's all these flight attendants sitting around at, at computers and he says to her, oh hey, how are you doing? Are you still riding husband? And everybody's heads <laughs> looked like, what did he just say? Are you still riding husband? Okay, so something happened on your flight? So this is back when we were flying the 747 to Amsterdam. I was on a layover and had a really fun crew, and we all went out to Queen's Head for Drag Queen Bingo. Well, if you for want Drag Queen Bingo. Drag Queen Bingo. 
Mind you, the drag queen was bearded also. It was a lot of fun. It's, it's a gay club. Yes. <laughs> so we had a really good time, and but I won twice. And the prizes were adult novelty items. Oh. And so I went home with my treasures and had a good time with the crew. Well, I had forgotten about the placement of those treasures in my bag and got on the aircraft, and I was at the three right door where you sit right in front of the customers. Right. So I threw my bag in the overhead bin. Midway through the flight, the gentleman sitting underneath where my bag was stops me and he goes, Sir, I think there's an oil leak or a hydraulic leak on the aircraft. There's something dripping down on me. And I go, Oh my goodness, I'm trying to investigate and I'm looking and there's just this fluid oozing out of the overhead bin onto him and it's hitting his forehead, going down his shirt. So I immediately call the captain. Captain, I think we have a hydraulic leak and he's just like scratching his head. He goes, That doesn't make any sense why I would be coming right there. Like there's no lines running right there. Could you, you investigate? The I called the captain. <laughs> So then, luckily, my friend that I was working with, he had the mindset to think and look in the overhead bin. We opened it up, and he realized that my bag was leaking all over the place. So he immediately grabbed my crew tag and ripped it off so nobody saw it. And he immediately started screaming in the cabin, whose bag is this? Whose bag is this? <laughs> so then, so then <laughs> after we played this whole charade game of whose bag it is, realizing it's mine, I immediately realized that my uh, lube had busted open and exploded in my bag and was now engulfed all over the overhead bin and dripping all over his head. It was oozing down his face and his hair on his suit. And we just played it off like it was a hydraulic leak. <laughs> so I flew with one of my favorite flight attendants, the guy who made me Herman. That was so sweet of him. And he was telling uh, me and a couple other flight attendants, he's like, yeah, when because I had told them the story about Herman, my suction cup turtle. And uh, he said, yeah, my wife was confused. She said, uh, hey, why do we have 50 miniature suction cups? You know, very legitimate question. And he said, that's the smallest amount I could order. And she goes, well, why did you need 50 miniature suction cups? And he goes, I needed them for the turtle. She's like, okay. <laughs> Okay, so I was laughing so hard that I was crying because I was, we were standing around the galley and we didn't have hardly any passengers, so we had a lot of time to talk. And um, I don't know how it came up, but uh, I started telling him the story about um, the girl who found the teddy bear in the Amsterdam airport and went to all this trouble and found the little girl who lost the teddy bear and how I thought it was so sweet and how I had put, I went and got the cutest stuffed animal I could find, which was a stuffed sloth, and put it in her mailbox at work. It's kind of like a file folder, physical mailbox, and I didn't say who it was from, and I was saying how I love, I love a mailbox mystery. And he's like, a mailbox mystery? And I'm like, yeah, you know, when somebody puts something in your mailbox and they don't say who it's from and you wonder if you have a secret admirer, and I've, I've done it maybe like five different times, you can listen to past episodes. I did it with like Somebody had done it for me with um, Marshmallow Peeps, and I finally found out who it was, and I thought that was so fun. So then I started paying it forward and did it with um, different things with different people. And uh, so I told him, like, at that sloth, and then, like, a year later, she had been asking people, did you put a sloth in my mailbox? Which is a funny question. Did you put a sloth in my mailbox? <laughs> So finally, I flew with her and I told her I did it, and then she told me she named him Lothario because sloths are 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 slow. Anyway, um, so then the nice guy flight attendant who made me Herman says, 
talking about weird things in mailboxes, he goes like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I got this lotion. It said, it had my name. He's saying, it had my name on the envelope, but didn't, didn't say who it was from. And it was Spanish lotion. And it said for hand, um, face, and cleavage. It actually said decolletage, which I have trouble saying. So I'm going to say cleavage because I can say that. And he's a big burly guy. And he said, do I look like I need cleavage lotion? And I, he said, I couldn't figure it out. Didn't say who it was from. I thought it was a mistake, but it was my name on the envelope. So he said he asked all the Spanish speakers that he knew, like, did you put cleavage cream in my mailbox? Again, funny thing to say. Did you put cleavage cream in my mailbox? <laughs> to which everybody was like, no. <laughs> and he said, when I went to Madrid, I went and like inquired about this lotion. Is there something special about it? And he said, you know what? It, it kind of smelled like chicken. <laughs> so then I piped in and said, I put that lotion in your mailbox. And he was like, ah! The mystery was solved. And I said, well, it was partially a thank you for making me Herman. I meant to do something else, but I was buying the lotion for some other people. And I decided I'd get put one in your mailbox. She's like, I can't believe my wife's going to be like, finally, we know where that weird lotion came from. And I said, oh, yeah, well, uh, I was flying Madrid a lot. And uh, one girl found it. You can only buy it at a pharmacy. And it's nice and thick. And like we were all buying it. And we're sitting around and uh, waiting to be picked up by the crew van. And then one girl goes, I like it. But it kind of smells like chicken. <laughs> so I was saying to the nice guy who made me Herman, I'm like, you know, this was my last mailbox mystery because they took the mailboxes away. Because you know, everybody has email and um, they're just gone. And so I can't do my little mystery placing things in mailbox anonymously. So his was the last mailbox mystery. And then he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, my wife... Uh, was complaining because he said his hands and feet were a little dry. So he, he ordered uh, prescription grade lanolin to put on his hands and feet. And she was like, it kind of smells like sheep. <laughs> so here he had the lotion that made him smell like chicken. And then the lotion that made him smell like sheep. Uh, sexy. I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon, and they have everything. Uh, you went to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, clicked through any of the links. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. And uh, sometimes I get people emailing me going, I couldn't see the Amazon links. And it's usually because you have your ad blocker on, but you can also bookmark it. So this way you don't have to even take the time to go through and uh, click the links. So anyway, I like to see what people buy. And somebody last month bought The Darker Shade of Magic, a novel, <laughs> and uh, the Happy Empaths Workbook, Hands-On Activities, Worksheets, and Strategies for Creating a Joyous and Full Life. <laughs> and then somebody else bought Bubbly Sparkling Water, Tropical Thrill Variety. I think that's funny, the Tropical Thrill Variety of Sparkling Water. And uh, I just want to thank you so much. And a, a quick update. I haven't done the fixes on the audiobook for the Tar Pack, the fourth book in the Tar Collection, because I've been busy still with the move and um, packing and um, painting my new place. My new place needs some work. So I'm hoping that I'll have it done by the next podcast, even though I keep saying that. 
So thank you so much for going to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, clicking through the links. And thank you, thank you, thank you. So what happened with you? So what happened with me is upon landing on the flight I was working, a cell phone slid from the front cabin to my feet at my jump seat. Right. And I picked like it up. Like a little missile. <laughs> like a little missile. And I picked it up and I, when we got the opportunity to get off our jump seats, I went and I asked all the customers in business class if this was their phone. And it did not belong to anybody on the flight. So I was a bit baffled and then I realized that it had to have probably come from a previous flight. Yeah, it's been there. So it was a cell phone that matched a model that I actually owned so I knew how to get into it and I was able to open it up and I saw a bunch of messages from somebody by the name of Schnuckles. Schnuckles. And I thought, hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to Stuckums and see if they know about this phone. So I called and this guy answered and I said, this might sound really weird, but I'm a flight attendant that just landed from Stuttgart in Atlanta on this airplane and this cell phone slid out and literally landed at my feet. He goes, oh my gosh, that is my girlfriend's cell phone and we lost it three days ago on a flight from LA to Atlanta going home. He says, I can't believe you found it. And I said, so you're Schnookums? <laughs> you're Schnookums. You're Schnookums? And he said, yes. And I said, well, if you're comfortable with this, I said, rather than me turn this in, and I'm not sure if it would ever find its way home, I'm more than happy to ship it to you. Just here's my phone number, text me an address. I'll put it in a bag when I get home, drop it off, and you should have it. And so they, nice literally, <laughs> they literally got it like four or five days later texted me a photo with them and the phone and it was just so sweet and I just felt really great that I was able to do that because you just it's just a bizarre thing to happen so yeah it was great you've got the phone back to Schnookums I got the phone back to Schnookums girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) another story that was told uh, around the galley island the special galley island um there's this guy he's now long since retired and um think I've told this story before in the podcast, but I've done so many podcasts now, I don't know. But anyway, uh, he was a guy, I liked him. He had good intentions, but he was a, he was wound tight and he rubbed a lot of other flight attendants the wrong way. And um, so a lot of flight attendants just really disliked him. And um, like I said, I was fine with him, but um, this one guy really disliked him, like, like actively, you know, he hated to use the word hate, but I think he hated him. And uh, he saw this flight attendant that he hated uh, putting something in the back of the closet, like kind of milling around, like, and he looked guilty putting something in the back of the closet. So later on, he was thinking, I'm going to see what he was putting in the back of the closet. And he goes and looks, and there were two Heinekens that he was obviously going to take to his layover. So he was stealing beer, um, which doesn't happen that often. It used to, there used to be a lot of that, but I don't see it anymore. Anyway, and uh, so he took those Heinekens and replaced them with ginger ale because it's a similar color can. And then when he was going to be, the guy that he didn't like would be transferring the Heineken. He'd be having to do it fast because he was stealing them and he wouldn't notice. And then he'd get to his room and he'd be like, ah, blah, who replaced my Heineken with ginger ale and you know he couldn't exactly say the next day who who took my stolen heineken (laughs) this next segment came from prolific listener steve and it's a series of funny videos that are called if cops talked like 
pilots. That's if cops talked like pilots. Captain speaking. First, on behalf of the police department, I'd like to thank you for picking our jurisdiction for an arrest. We know you had your choice of cities. Visibility is clear today. In fact, if you look out the left side, you'll see your car being towed away. We're set for an on-time arrival to the jail. You'll be entering through cell number four, where you'll be served a mildly warm hot pocket. Until then, sit back and enjoy the ride and contemplate your ridiculous life decisions. Attention, prisoner. I'll be your police officer for this look of the trip. Sit back on the hard plastic seats and enjoy the ride. Oh, attention, prisoner. This is your captain speaking. Hope you're settling in okay and enjoying a reduced amount of legroom compared to your normal modes of travel. In reviewing your criminal history, I'd like to congratulate you as it does show us that you are what we call a frequent flyer, so welcome to the club. Great news is those miles can be applied to your account today in exchange for Bibles, romance books, or tasty snacks during your stay at the local jail. In addition to that, there are a few other perks that come along with your membership. For example, you've qualified for the right to enjoy staying silent on your ride. In fact, we encourage it as you've already irritated our staff enough. Should you choose to open your mouth further, just be aware that it could come back to bite you. As a bonus, at the end of your trip today, lawyers will be coming down the aisle offering their free services. And by free, I mean that functional members of society that can actually control their anger issues like grown-ups will be there to help defend you in court at the taxpayer's expense. These and other amazing benefits await you, as always. We know that you had your choice of cities to get arrested in, so we thank you for your business. So we were standing around the island telling stories, and this really cute flight attendant was saying that um, she was at a party with a guy who was um, high and drinking, and uh, on the table there was like little bowls of seashells as a display, and this guy that was um, high and maybe drunk, was eating the seashells. And he's going, crunching, crunch, crunch. And she goes, these are the worst candies ever. Crunch, crunch, crunch. And they were like, oh, eating the seashells. Uh, so I had a, a Stuttgart trip, which I never get, but it was um, during the volcano. Oh, yeah. The Icelandic. Yeah. yeah. And so my Brussels canceled, and they sent me to Stuttgart, and and I was there for a, a, a paid vacation. Yes. And, and I call it um, Stuck in Stuttgart. <laughs> Stuck in Stuttgart. <laughs> so I was with a very senior flight attendant who um, flew Stuttgart all the time, and um, she told me a little story. When we were leaving, finally, we were walking through the airport, and we're passing all the gift shops, and she said, you know, I used to go in that one all the time, and I would buy vibrators. They were apparently so very nice, and she would give them to her friends, and, and everybody loved them, so every week she was back in there buying more vibrators, so finally, the shop girl told her, Madam, you can buy new batteries for them. <laughs> I was sad to hear that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and um, it was making me think of something I've been talking about for years. Uh, so many people I fly with, uh, their names are now gone. They're, they become vintage. Think of Karens and Nancys and Marys and Janets and Debbies and Anns and Denise, Carol, Paula. Like I say to them uh, when I run into them, I'm like, uh, so say I'm flying with a Nancy, and I say, uh, when was the last time you met a baby named Nancy? And they think and they go, I haven't met any babies named Nancy. And I'm like, yeah, because the name's gone. 
It's gone vintage. When I was thinking when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died that Ruth is another one of those names. You don't run into that many baby Ruths. And I'm hoping now that possibly Ruth, the name Ruth, will make a comeback. And it can be like an homage to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who did so much to elevate us all. So I like the movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. And I don't know if you remember it, but the he would go... Uh, that Sean Young, who was the crazy person. And actually what's weird is people have told me I look like Sean Young, which I find very curious since she's a brunette and I'm blonde. But, you know, it's okay. I don't mind looking like Sean Young. Uh, sometimes I wonder if it's her voice. Anyway, uh, in the movie, um, she's freaking out about the laces of the football not being out. And she's always going, laces out, laces out. <laughs> And a lot of people don't get that reference. But now, with the coronavirus, and you're supposed to be wearing a mask over your nose and your mouth, I notice at the grocery store, people have their noses out. And on the airplane, they have their noses out. Even flight attendants have their noses out. And then there's no point in wearing a mask if you're it's over your mouth but not over your nose. And I want to yell, which I don't. But in my head, I'm going, your noses are out. Your noses are out. Hi, <laughs> it's me again. Well, on a trip to Amsterdam years and years ago, um, we were full and uh, we came off a break and it was our after our layover. And I, I asked one of the flight attendants if they had some Neosporin because I had cut myself. And she says, sure, here you go. And I, she says, well, where is where you cut? I said in my private areas. Yours? And she said, what happened? I said, well, I was shaving myself and I got a little too close and and it started bleeding and it wouldn't stop. And it was right there on the corner, you know, right up there by your bikini line. Was she okay giving you me a sworn for that area? Oh, on my, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't inside, it was on the side. <laughs> I wasn't ashamed, girl. Don't be ashamed. And um, so for the rest of the flight, I was not called my name. I was called the Cutter. <laughs> a male flight attendant was telling me that someone told him a long time ago that how people put their bag in the overhead bin is kind of a tell. You know, like a tell like they have in poker. And he said, you know, how they put their bag in the overhead bin is how they make love. And I was like, well, I've never heard of this. He goes, just think about it. Think about how people put stuff in the overhead bin. Some people are smooth and effective. Others are angry and aggressive. Others are way too fast. And then there's the ones who take way too long. The last episode for the podcast photo, I had a, it came from Steve, uh, Hughes Air West flight attendants on the wing of the aircraft in their fabulous outfits. And I had posted it on Instagram and I got a reply from a follower, from a follower who said, that's my mom, second from the left. How cool is that? A uh, fellow male flight attendant friend of mine, uh, we were talking on the phone and he was saying, you know, my hairdresser says that the best hair conditioner for your hair is mayonnaise. And you guys know I love an experiment. 
everything. So uh, for my next hotel room, uh, I don't have a lot of refrigeration. So it's only going to be a few hours. And I figured since I wasn't eating it, I just put a bunch of mayo in two Ziplocs because I didn't want it mayo exploding in my bag. And then when I was at the hotel, I thought, okay, I'm going to try the mayonnaise hair conditioner. Well, it's a little messy. You know, you put a big glob in your hand and then you put it on your head like boop, bleh, boop, bleh. <laughs> and, and, you know, you get it all over your head and you, you start getting a little hungry from the smell of the mayonnaise. And then I noticed my, my hands were very soft from all that mayonnaise. So uh, it actually worked. My hair looked great. And then I was thinking, the hotel room kind of smells like mayonnaise. So you know when the maid gets in there, she's going to be like, what is that smell? You know, it doesn't smell bad. Just not usually what I smell in the rooms I'm cleaning. And then she's probably thinking, I'm hungry. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world because I'm traveling around the world again together. Thanks. Bye. Cool.